I think I speak for all Alabama Crimson Tide fans when I say, what the buck? Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson is me, Jimmy Stein, that's him, and Jimmy. Uh, we've spent the last few days talking about the quarterback position at Alabama because we have four guys that are vying for that opportunity. And it sounds like there may be a fifth. Uh, by the time we put this out, maybe all that is quashed. I do know he was in Tuscaloosa today. That is being widely reported. Um, and so it's not like there's absolutely nothing to the rumor of Notre Dame transfer Tyler Buckner. Uh, visiting and, and possibly having a scholarship offer from Alabama. But, man, I'll let you go first because, frankly, it's been 24 hours. I'm still gathering my thoughts. Yeah, uh, and I happen to, you know, for whatever reason, know a little bit about that Notre Dame situation last fall. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm probably more familiar with Tyler Butner's story than a lot of Alabama fans would be. Um, and first of all, before we get into it, I mean, you know, he's a good kid. I mean, this is a good kid, uh, you know, super smart, hard worker. Uh, I think he would, if, if he ends up here, he'd pick up on things really quickly. Um, obviously, he wouldn't be here if Tommy Reese didn't really like him and have a great relationship with him. That's another thing. If, if he did end up at Alabama, obviously, there's a, a closeness between him and Tommy Reese, which is good. Um, but, you know, uh, it is an indictment. It's an indictment on what Coach Saban thinks of the current QB room in terms of having somebody ready this fall. Uh, there's no way you bring somebody in if you're completely content with what the situation is. Uh, and, and Coach Saban has told us as much. Look, this isn't inside. This isn't the T from inside the program. This is Coach Saban's comments. Uh, Coach Saban said after a day, uh, I thought it was really clear that he was referencing quarterback when he said, hey, if there's somebody we can bring in to help us and improve our roster, we're going to do that. Uh, I thought he was almost specifically referencing quarterback when he said it. Now we know Alabama has at least some level of interest in Tyler Buckner. And we suspect with good reason uh, Alabama was at least interested in Tyler Van Dyke to, to, to an extent. Uh, that may have been overblown, but uh, it's certainly been reported by very credible entities that, that there was some real interest there. Um, so Emma wants maybe other options besides Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow. And uh, that's a little upsetting. I mean, you know, frustrated or uh, upset or like, ooh, this can't be ideal. Uh, and that, that's how I feel. And then in the next time I talk, I'll get into Tyler Buckner himself. But uh, but but just it's clear. Don't don't be ahead in the sand fan. I mean, it's clear Alabama is at least considering bringing in another quarterback option. Number one, I kind of look like Two-Face, the Batman villain here in this hotel, the way the lighting is. I'm like half my face is gone. Uh, yeah, I like I always, it. I always remember uh, Seymour Skinner, the principal from The Simpsons, you know, where he lived with his mom very famously all the time. 
and he uh, he went to go talk to I think it was Marge. She was being the listen lady, and he said, um, "Hey, look, we're my mom and I had a fight, and she decided to tape the half the house off so that I have a half the house, she has the house, even even right down to the TV." He said, "We rented Man Without a Face. I didn't even know he had a problem." <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, you got me with the Simpsons joke. You got me with the Simpsons joke I'd never heard. That I mean, yeah, that's, I'm, it's funny. me and you are Simpsons fan of the same era. And every Simpsons quote, every Simpsons story, I'm like, uh, I've seen it. I love it. And I haven't seen the new Simpsons in uh, over yes. a decade at least. But uh, that was a new one on me. And that's that's good stuff. Speaking of Simpsons, we may not have a Simpson at quarterback this year. Jimmy, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say. Look. I feel like I that Nelson Munch guy's going. Ha, ha. Nelson Munch. I wish yeah. that um, I, I wish I had just sort of saved what I said on Montgomery Radio earlier today. I'm I'm always a guest on Doug Amos's show in Montgomery on Wednesdays, and um, he was like, "Luke, talk me off the ledge. What this just seems like it's got disaster written all over it." I said, I, "Not only can I not talk you off the ledge, I'm just hoping if we jump together, it doesn't hurt so bad." <laughs> I mean, this is, I just find this to be catastrophic. Now, look, we there, there were actually some people that called in while I was online, there, and a couple of them were like, look, trust Nick Saban. He's won more than anybody. I, I can't agree with that anymore. He's the best there's ever been. This fact will not change that. The fact that whether or not he wins with Tyler Buckner or without Tyler Buckner or whatever will not change the fact Nick Saban is the best coach in college football history, one of the greatest coaches in any sport anywhere. But it's okay yeah. to say he made a mistake. He made a mistake when he put uh, when he when we tried a fifty-seven yard field goal in two thousand thirteen too, and it didn't work out too well. Here's the thing: when you make very few mistakes, your mistakes look like horrible mistakes because you don't make many of them. If you're like me and Jimmy and you screw up all the time, people are like, <laughs> you know, they screw up all the time. I mean, what do you expect? But see, Nick Saban doesn't screw up much. But I think this is going to be a screw up. And Jimmy, my only thinking on this, and this is what I told them. Uh, Doug Amos and Montgomery, I said, I'm wondering, like, if part of this is to light a fire under the other guys. Now, you can say, well, you could have lit a fire a bunch of other ways. You probably could have, but maybe Nick Saban, who very famously talks to motivational speakers and psychologists and all this other stuff, maybe he was like, what would be a good way to let these guys know I'm serious? Somebody's got to step up and take the reins. And maybe he got the advice of, or maybe he had the, the brainstormed idea of, hey, if I act like I'm going to bring somebody else in, maybe it'll piss them off. And maybe just like in White Men Can't Jump, when Woody Harrelson pissed off Wesley Snipes, he's like, I assume you played better pissed off. And he did. It was smart. And so he made him mad. Maybe that happened. Or, or maybe he's bringing in Tyler Buckner so that, Hugh Freeze will look over and go, hey, wait a minute. We need a quarterback, too. We better get Tyler Buckner over here and offer him the biggest NIL deal ever. And then he gets over there. And then Nelson – I mean, uh, Saban can be Nelson Mutz, point to Auburn and go, ha, ha, that's what I wanted the whole time. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, I, reaching. That's no, reaching. I know. I, I mean, I, I tend to think the simplest answer is always the <clears throat> easiest one. And I think the simple answer is that – Tommy Reese believes that Tyler Buckner may be better than Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow, at least to play oh. this ball. I mean, that's that's what I believe uh, that he may be. Not not, not that that he's is, he's not definitely better, but that Tommy Reese believes, hey, the kid I had, you know, at Notre Dame is is more ready to play than these two. 
That's well, Jimmy, let's let's talk about that after I tell everybody about Built Bar. Because you know I love Built Bars. I'm in a bad mood, and a Built Bar would really get me going. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, and you need to, the best-tasting protein bar that's ever been out there, and that's Built Bar, you got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, Lord knows I need to. But when you do things like bring Tyler Buckner in for a tryout, I ain't going <laughs> to eat healthy. I'm telling you right now, I'm a, I'm a five-guys hamburger joint kind of guy tonight with extra fries like to put those extra fries in there i didn't mean to give five guys a shout out during the built bar read but i'm, I'm kind of upset right so anyway built bars are healthy and they taste amazing seriously they taste so amazing you won't even think they're good for you so maybe i can have a built bar you got to try this what makes built bars so good well for starters they're covered 100 real chocolate that's right real chocolate and when you come and when they come in these unbelievable players like churro, peanut butter, brownie and cookies and cream, man, you'll find one that you love. I'm not sure how they do it. I really am not. They've got magic dust, pixie dust. But these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros, whatever the heck macros are. Somebody emailed us what macros were. I didn't read all that because I'm, I'm 50. I don't have to learn anything new. But if you want to get some Built Bars, you can go to Built.com, you can go to your local Walmart, you can go to Sam's Club, you can go to Amazon, you can get them at all these other great stores because everybody loves a Built Bar. You can get them anywhere. So you can pick up a four-bar box, uh, four bar box of cookies and cream or double chocolate or coconut puff at, at your local Walmart if you want to, or you can go to Sam's Club, run in, grab you a 13-bar box with all the other hit flavors. Go to Built.com too, check them out, and get them on Amazon. Built. They are delicious. And Jimmy, uh, t- we probably won't have a show tomorrow. I mean, you never say never, but probably not. We will have a show, uh, you know, reviewing the draft sometime this weekend. Though we are definitely going to do that. Looking forward to that. So y'all stay tuned for that. Now, you were about to get into Tyler Buckner and saying, maybe see, maybe this is Tommy Reese taking a, a big time stand, saying. Hey, I'm I'm going to come in here and I'm going to make waves in Tuscaloosa, and I'm going to say, let's go get a guy. And I got the guy, man. I got the guy, and he and maybe he believes in him that much. I don't personally think he does, but let's just pretend, pretend like maybe he had an epiphany somewhere, and he said, I think this guy is better than Milrow and Ty Simpson. Now, you're not going to convince me of that. You can convince me that Tommy Reese believes that. You can't convince me that he is actually better. Um, I don't care how much smarter Tommy Reese is than than we are. I don't think you can convince me. Look, everybody was killing Jalen Milrow for his performance against Texas A&M. What do you account? He had three turnovers maybe, but he also had three accounted for three touchdowns, I think, and Alabama won. If you think that performance was bad, I've got a Notre Dame Marshall game to show you that will make you cry in your sleep, in your sleep. So, um, you know, I just I don't understand this. I really don't. And look, maybe I, I do understand if it was Drake May. I do understand if it was Caleb Williams. I kind of get it if it was Tyler Van Dyke. I don't get it for this cat, Jimmy. And I, I don't want to bash the kid because Lord knows he might come in and be Alabama's starting quarterback. And therefore, I got to cheer for him. But as I said to Doug Amos today, if this guy comes to Alabama and wins the national championship, I'll be the first one to come on this podcast, go on your radio show, go on ESPN, whoever will have me. Food Network, Lifetime, Hallmark, and I'll just say I'm the biggest moron, and Nick Saban can do my taxes from here on out, sight unseen. I want to. I'll just tell him what I think I owe, and he'll say, "Okay, I'm, you're getting a refund." Because that sounds like a great deal for Saban to do all that work for you. 
he does sound like a good deal for him. But Jimmy, I just make it make sense. I just can't do it. Well, I always say this whenever I disagree with Nick Saban, which is pretty rare. Frankly, as everybody listens, you know, they say I just defend Saban. Actually, I just agree with what the coaches are doing most of the time. I mean, because I, I agree, but when I disagree, I'll tell you. And I also tell you with the caveat of, hey, if Nick Saban says blue and I say yellow, then the answer is blue. Listen to Coach Saban. Don't listen to me. I mean, it, it makes no sense to listen to me over Nick Saban. So just because I disagree with him, I, I'm just being honest, given an honest opinion. Am I honest? You, you made that is, sentence too long. It makes yeah. no sense to listen to you. <laughs> well, it makes no sense to listen to me when I'm disagreeing with Nick Saban. So please turn on Yacht Rock. It's on the Yacht Rock podcast. Is is, that, is there a podcast <laughs> called the Yacht Rock podcast? It um, should be. What I'm saying is the Tyler Buckner I've seen, and I've seen it. I mean, it's not like, oh, yeah, I read about him. I mean, no, I've, I've, I've watched him play purposefully, uh, uh, you know, in terms of Ohio State, Marshall, and South Carolina. I think I've seen either the entirety of all three of his starts or most of it, uh, and that had nothing to do with Alabama. Um, he, I, I would rather go with the Jalen Milrow I've seen. Uh, and I, I wouldn't even say that that's particularly close in my mind. I would definitely go with the Ty Simpson I've seen, definitely, uh, and mostly go with the Milrow I've seen. I've never seen Tyler Buckner play where I felt that that he was a quality uh, uh, starting Power 5 quarterback yet. Now, he is young. He's young. The sample size is small. Uh, no question it's small. Um, I think he's throwing 118 passes, but look, the numbers are the numbers. His completion percentage in Milrose is the same. Milrose turnover rate is better. Uh, and while Buckner is a good athlete and runs around really well, he's a good athlete and runs around really well like Ty. He, he's not a good athlete and runs around really well like Milrow. Um, Yes, Milrose mistake prone. So is Buckner. Buckner did win MVP of the Gator Bowl. That is something. That's a positive. But in the same game, he threw three interceptions and two of them were returned for touchdowns. Um, so he's been very mistake prone. He lost to Marshall, as, as Luke said, for those Alabama fans just apoplectic that Mil Milrow almost lost to Texas A&M, who finished the year number one in the United States in pass defense. And you're furious that because of his turnovers, they almost lost to A&M then you should be really furious that Buckner lost to Marshall. Um, so I, I I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't see him as an upgrade to Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow. I really don't. That's my opinion. Everybody wants my real opinions and not just cheer. But again, uh, Nick Saban and Tommy Reese apparently disagree. Uh, and if they offer him, which hasn't, by the way, that's not been reported anywhere that he's been offered a scholarship or that he is being actively recruited to be in the room. All, for all we know, they're just kicking the tires, which is fine and harmless. But if they take him, I just disagree. Now, once he uh, has a locker in the Malmore building, am I going to root for him? Oh, heck yeah. I'm going to root that I am wrong as H-E, you know, double hockey sticks. God, that was that. I'd rather you just say hell than try and go through that. <laughs> I know. I almost did. But All right, I'm anyway. Like, I'm listen. supposed to say that and then, you know, 
Double hockey sticks is kind of funny. A little bit. It, it, is, it is. But listen, <laughs> okay, let's say you are you, – you're like, hey, I want a running quarterback. We got one. Hey, I, you know what? I really want somebody with a little more youth. Good Lord, Dylan Lonergan and Eli Austin <laughs> can't get any younger. They are the yeah. youngest of the young. If, if, you, if youth is what you want, we got you. Now, if you want youth mixed in with just a smidge of experience, Ty Simpson. <laughs> Again, I tell me what this cat brings to the table that any of these other guys don't bring to the table. And not only that, that any of these other guys don't bring to the table when you have to factor in, they've been in Alabama system. We know they're not going to come in and make a bunch of waves. They're not going to be, was it Alvin Kamara who, who I love now, by the way, but wasn't it Alvin Kamara back in the day when we had some guys on a visit and Alvin Kamara was basically saying, y'all don't, y'all don't need to come here. And then he ended up transferring and he went to Tennessee. And then he basically said later, one of his biggest regrets was sort of the way he made himself at Alabama, made himself out to be that like he, he sort of wishes he could do that over, not verbatim, but you know what I'm saying? And right. that, wasn't it Kamara? Yeah, I mean that was a popular story. I can't swear swear to so, the, so what the I'm 100% saying, truth of it, but I, I'm sure whatever happened was something like that. Anyway, Kamara got run out of Alabama. That's that's certainly true, and and that that was the rumor as to why. But I don't know. I know I know he does regret it. He said so, and he's welcome in Tuscaloosa now. He has a great yes. relationship with Coach Saban. But my point is that we don't know that Buckner won't do that. Now we don't know that he will do that. But what I'm saying, we do know the four guys that are here. That ain't their bag. Like, Jalen Miller's been patiently waiting. Ty Simpson's been patiently waiting. And I don't think Holstein or Dylan Lonergan seem like those kind of cats. Now, Alvin Kamara changed his whole attitude, and he's become an NFL great. He's I'm, I'm cheering for him. Love him. But my point is, what if Buckner comes in here with a crap attitude? We've had dudes come in here with a crap attitude before. And the problem with having a system like ours, if you have a crap attitude that's sneaky crappy, you can really infiltrate our team. And, and really hurt it because our whole thing, our whole mantra is based on everybody being sort of on one page and um, moving forward. So, man, I just I, I just don't see the upside. I, I don't. I don't see how you can say, again, if it were Drake May, I'd say, let's go for it. Let's let's roll the dice and see what happens. If, if Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson or Eli Lonergan gets their feelings hurt because of Drake May, um, I don't know what to tell you. Drake May's a, a superstar. Right. I will say this: my feelings would change about it just a little bit if if we if we're bringing in Tyler Buckner because we know that one of our quarterbacks is leaving. True, because they would want to have maybe one other guy who's at least played some. You know, he at least has some level of experience. He could probably learn the offense quickly because of his relationship with Tommy Reese. If we knew one of the other guys was leaving, and that could have the portals open till Sunday. Um, that could happen, and, and that would change my mind a little bit. I have seen a couple of theories online in different places that I vehemently disagree with. One is, oh, he's coming here to learn how to coach like Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Tyler Buckner was a national top 100 quarterback with three years of eligibility left. He's not giving up on his athletic career just yet. He's not a – sixth-year senior like Minshew that had been starting for two years at a group of five or not playing. I mean, I'm just saying that that's just that's just absolutely not true. But, but here's the other thing, Jimmy. If, okay, I, like you said, you can buy it if we know somebody's getting in the portal. 
But see, if we do know somebody's getting in the portal and they haven't yet, and now we go through this Tyler Buckner thing, everyone's going to assume they got in the portal because we brought in Tyler Buckner. Whether it's true or not, whether it's true or not is is irrelevant. And so if if somebody had already gotten in the portal, if if let's say Jalen Milrow had already gotten in the portal, then I think everybody would be like, yeah, this is a good move. You need this. I mean, some people would probably still disagree. Just roll with what you got. You got three quarterbacks. But I, I think most people would be like, yeah, this makes some sense because you're not promising him the starting job, I'm sure. I mean, shoot, Tommy Reese didn't start promise him the starting job when it was only him <laughs> at Notre Dame. Yeah, that's correct. So let's take that's a break. Correct. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of draft stuff. And we're back. All right, Jimmy, I've been listening to a lot of talk on the draft today. I've been riding up and down the road to New Orleans and um, so listening to a lot of draft stuff. And look, there, for some reason, like the, the line on Will Levis going number one, uh, went way down, which a lot of people took as, oh, my God, they may t- take Will Levis first. I-, I can't – I mean, I would just give up watching the draft if that were to happen. Because I mean, first of all, if you're a Carolina Panthers fan, you just have to say, y'all y'all are going to have to move the team now. This <laughs> We can't have this here in, in North Carolina, in South Carolina. We just both – neither Carolina wants this. And – um but I think it's certainly going to be Bryce Young. It's going to be a beautiful moment. And one thing that should be celebrated, is this another feather in the Nick Saban cap of things he's accomplished? Uh, I finally got, you know, he ended up getting Alabama's first Heisman. Now he's had four. He ended up getting a wide receiver for a Heisman, a quarterback for a Heisman, um, won all, more national championships than anybody, um, put more first-rounders out there than anybody. Now he's finally got that number one pick and it's a quarterback, and it's awesome. And he could have the number one and number two pick. A lot of people are projecting uh, Will Anderson to Houston now. And, um, man, I'm, I'm so stoked for tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I I, I completely uh, believe Bryce will be the number one pick, which is pretty amazing. I, I remember doing a uh, Locked on Panthers. Uh, I guessed it on Locked on Panthers right after the Panthers made the trade. And uh, I did a little research for, I went on the show. Uh, and at that time, after the Panthers made the trade, the fans completely believed that their choice would be Stroud. And they were uh, like on board with Stroud at that time. And it's amazing to me how it's flipped since then, since it's now almost a given that the Panthers actually prefer Bryce to Stroud and that Bryce could be the number one. Cause now if you go on Panthers websites now, Panthers message boards and Panthers Twitter and stuff, they're all on board with Bryce. But I'm like, gosh, I was just looking at this not long ago and y'all are all 180 on the other side. It's just kind of funny how fans, I, I think a lot of times it's a justification or, or, or just a revisionism or, Hey, this is what we're going to do. So, but no, uh, when they first made the trade, they were like, we made this trade for Stroud and Stroud's awesome. We can't wait for him to get here. But I think it's going to be Bryce at one. Uh, I think if the Texans stick and pick, I think it would be two with Will. But uh, I'm just guessing, you know, uh, 24 hours out from the draft, I'm guessing, Luke, that that the Texans are going to trade out because once the Panthers take Bryce, I think someone's going to call Houston and move up to two so they can get Stroud. And then uh, the Texans will just move down and and pocket that draft capital. Damn it, I was muted. This whole Buckner thing's got me all turned around. So now we're blaming it on him. 
Never, <laughs> never heard of this kid until a day ago. Now it's his fault. Dang you, Tyler Budnar. I called him Tommy Bucker, Buckner like six times a day, too. And I, I was like, that's how bad I don't want this to happen. I we know whose finger we know whose fingerprints are all over this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you might as well call him that. Oh me. Um, all right. Well, we will watch the draft with bated breath. Can't wait for it. Gonna love it. You guys are gonna love it. Hey. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you so much. You guys are the absolute best. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make some Locked On Bama shirts. I hope some people out there buy some because um, I think it'd be kind of cool to have a Locked On Bama shirt. I don't know that we can make a lot of them because, number one, it takes an investment. And number two, I don't know that we're supposed to, but I may try it. And if I do it, just put in the comments if you'd buy a shirt. If you'd buy a shirt, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I don't know if I'm supposed to be me talking about. I don't know with copyright violations if it's that thing where, where you're like, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. I don't yeah. know that that applies to copyright violations. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, take the time to pick up the phone and make that one call and then be told. So Seems like of, a lot of work. Sick of dealing with you guys. No, you can't. No, you can't <laughs> say bad words on the show. And no, you can't print your own. Yeah. Show. I'm like, okay, here's the deal. Either we get to cuss. <laughs> or we make shirts. It's one of the two. Don't make Jimmy uh, tell you to go to H-E double All right. Hey, maybe we'll, we'll curse on the shirt. <laughs> That's even better. I like that better. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for today. Until tomorrow, everybody, no matter what, roll time. Roll time.